I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. It's Amberly Lyons here, your chakra expert, energy and crystal connoisseur, and I'm just your trusty spiritual BFF. I'm the founder of Chakra Girl Co., a platform giving you all the tips and inspo to activate your chakras to live a life that's both glamorous and grounded, spiritual and spicy. Today, we have a really awesome combo with a New York City chick who has that New York City attitude and serious passion. She's become a dear friend of mine. Her name is Melissa Diamond, and she's the host of the He Said What podcast. It's a podcast about dating. It's about what men and women are really talking about when it comes to like sex, dating, relationships, and all that good stuff. So today we're getting into you know, everything about dating and relationships. We're talking about being a yes person. We're talking about getting out of your comfort zone. We're talking about why it's so important to believe people when they show you who they are. We're talking about the steps to rediscovering yourself after a relationship ends and literally at any time, even like during a relationship, like how to be true to yourself. So get ready to feel super empowered and jump into like an up-leveled love life after listening to this episode, Chakra Babes. Guys, it has been so nice out here. Like, I mean, okay, well, it's been sunny like two times and I already have a sunburn and it's because I was playing badminton with no sunscreen on. Very stupid of me. Before I knew it, I had this like nasty farmer's tan on my back with cross neck sports bra and it's like not cute and it's super itchy. So I'm dealing with that. How are you? (laughs) Um, But like for real though, yay sun because I can't with the cold anymore and... I'm like really craving a lake day. Okay, guys, I have a theory. I'm not really a beach person. My husband can like lay out on a boiling sandy rock like a walrus for three days straight and I just end up drinking my face off on vacation with him because I get so bored and I can't with sand. But I'm wondering, so my husband is the Sagittarius, which is a fire sign and he like loves being in the sun and he loves like just roasting in the heat. 
I'm an Aquarius, which is an air sign. I just want to be in the crisp air with fresh water. And like, I mean, I'll drink my face off there too, but like, I'll still enjoy it. Um, I just wonder like, does climate have to do with it? So comment and let us know what is your sign and what kind of climate are you into? I think I might be onto something guys. Let's get into my chakra tip. Okay. One of the biggest things that block your chakras is past trauma and past drama. So the power of forgiving yourself and forgiving your past is so effing powerful. And when you forgive yourself, you kind of like find it in yourself to forgive other people. And it really like sets you free. And I recently just had a conversation with a friend who kind of just had some weird energy in front of us and or in between us. And it really just required both of us to face our egos and forgive ourselves and one another. And I don't know if you watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but my friend actually like compared it to that moment with Lisa Rinna and Kim Richards the other night at Farrowween. And I mean, we weren't like fighting like they were, like I didn't like give her back a bunny or anything, but even though I don't know. It was just like a weird thing. And once we kind of got rid of that discordant energy and like said what was on our minds, it was like this weight was lifted. So I want you guys to look this up. I feel like I have talked about this on the podcast before, but it's a good reminder. It's something that you should do like every six months or so, but it's called Hoponopono. And I've spoken about it on the podcast before and I fully suggest checking it out. So it's this Hawaiian ritual where you basically like write out any situation that you need to forgive yourself and forgive anyone else. Even if the situation is like fully someone else's fault, you forgive yourself as well. And you kind of like write it out. So you like write down what was the situation? What are you sorry for? Or sorry, what do you forgive yourself for? What do you forgive the other person for? And then you say basically like, I'm sorry. I love you. And then you release it. And then at the end, you like burn the piece of paper and it just like releases all of the demons from it. So if you want to clear your chakras, guys, get really real with anything or like any discordant energy between you and yourself. Maybe it's some like stupid thing you did years ago. Maybe it's some like weird fight you had with someone you've never said anything, but get it out there. You will Thank yourself. Okay. Chakra shout out guys. Okay. I have a new internet friend that I'm obsessed with and we've been really just adding light to each other's day for the last couple of weeks via voice notes and text messages. And I really want you guys to get to know her. Her name is Marissa Lace. You may already know her. She started off as a YouTuber. She's like all over the gram. She helps people with manifesting. She talks about crystals. She's into the woo-woo. She talks about dating, self-love, and she's like a magical human. So I wanted to shout her out today. Go send her some love and become obsessed with her like I am. Um, I'm going to have her on the show as well. Oh, and another person that you'll be obsessed with is Melissa, who we're talking to today. Like I said, she's a tough New Yorker. She's so fun to talk to about like dating and relationships and even your relationship with yourself because gosh, that's important if you want to get anywhere with love guys. So let us get into this episode. Here we go. Welcome back 
to Chakra Girl Radio. We are here today with Melissa Diamond. She is a New York City chick with serious passion and serious attitude, which I love. She's the host of the podcast, He Said What? And it's a podcast about what men and women are really thinking about sex, dating, and relationships. It's seriously so hilarious and so much realness, and I'm just obsessed. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you for having me, beautiful. I'm so happy to be on. Yay. And real talk, guys, this is the second time we've recorded this because the first time I didn't record it right. So, you know, shit happens. We're going to try and make it good. (laughs) She intentionally did it so that way we could just like have this, you know, time together again. It was like, it's kind of like the classic leave behind. Yeah. It's like, oh, I left my sweatshirt there. So now I have to see him again. It's like, yeah, exactly. We didn't hit record. We have, you have to hang out with me again for an Sorry, hour. Sorry, you're going to have to hang out one more time and then just keep leaving the sweatshirt over and over and yes. eventually just move in. And yeah, it's exactly. a whole <laughs> Tampons are in the drawer. We're good to go. Yeah. It's like I already am I'm here. Perfect. Okay. Let's get into our slumber party questions. What is your daily ritual? Daily ritual. Um, I roll out of bed when my alarm goes off in like misery state, usually around like 6 a.m. <laughs> Immediately make a cup of coffee. I cannot start my day without caffeine. It is a real addiction and I completely admit to it. Like I have a problem. Um, get ready for work, literally run out the door and I luckily walk five minutes to work and that's my morning. Oh my super, gosh. Super quick and uh, stressful always. She lives the New York lifestyle. I do. I do indeed. So how do you, and this is not one of the questions, but I'm just curious, like how do you balance, because you have the podcast, you have a day job. How do you like balance the New York City hustle and do it all? Honestly, I have not figured out like the art to it. It's always grind. Like I go to work, I work 50 hour work weeks, you know, I come back home, do recordings, podcast stuff. I feel like in New York, you have a mentality. It's just like, you're always going like, there's no, there's no secret to like how to like, you know, actually make that last and, you know, not crash. Yeah. Like there are days that I like, like, I need to just like be alone in the dark. (laughs) So true. So when you have those days, what is like, do you have like a crystal or like a mantra or like some kind of like essential oil or something that gets you back into like a flow state? I just try to instill a lot of mantras in my life. Honestly, I, I think that they're really helpful and it just really depends on like what I'm going through. I, but I truly tell myself like everything happens for a reason and I know it's cliche, but it's true. Like there are really bad things that happen in life and you know, at the time you're like, what is the silver lining? Like what, what message am I supposed to be receiving? And it could take months. It could take years, but you will have that. Um, I just think that like, you need to have those affirmations and actually like enforce yourself to believe them. Mm. If you just say it and it's like, okay, that didn't really do much. Like totally. you need to feel it. And I feel like, especially like in dating, like that everything happens for a reason is something so many people need to learn and understand. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, people put like this insane amount of sh- like pressure on themselves if something goes wrong and, you know, people get hurt easily and dating is just a mess in general. And if you just do need to remind yourself, like he wasn't the right person, she's not the right one for me, you know, whatever the case may be, like everything happens because it's supposed to. I always say that people come into your life either as a lesson or a blessing. 
Mm, I love that. That's so I, true. I didn't make it up. I can't take credit for that. But like I say, <laughs> You're so wise, Melissa. I am so freaking wise. <laughs> well, speaking of wise, who is your favorite Kardashian? Um, I'm going to have to just like always say Kim, we share a birthday. Like we are essentially the same person except we are, couldn't be more polar opposites, but we're the same, you know, she's like my spirit animal and she like is the reason the Kardashians are the Kardashians. Right. Sex tape. You just got to take one. Yeah. Literally. It's like someone, it's one of my guy friends was like, what do you mean? Like, that's not how they got famous. I'm like, how do you think they got the show? Like, exactly. It, and they're like, oh, no, it's because of her father. I'm like, listen, I get the whole like OJ and Robert Kardashian lawyer thing. You know, that was uh, the, maybe his name was out there, but that show does not exist because he's a lawyer. 100% not. Like, you know, let, let's be real. It was all Ray J. All, 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 all. Exactly. <sighs> now I have that video stuck in my brain of their sex I've never Thinking, watched oh. it, TV. Oh, yeah. It's like really not hot. It's just like disturbing. And you're like, Kim, like, oh, like what? Like, stop. You're too, you're too good for this. Yeah. But you can't stop watching at the same time. Yeah. One of those things I hear you. Yeah. So what is a guilty pleasure that you indulge in? Uh, where do I begin? Um, a guilty pleasure I indulge in. I mean, just going out and partying with my friends, like yeah. just not really having like a like a, a fuck to give just going yeah. out and having fun I think like everyone has to have that so true and especially like I think living like a stressful life you just gotta let loose sometimes yeah like every day there's always going to be something stressful I mean guilty pleasure wise like I will just listen to music for hours like to just like decompress mm. but you know it's fun to also like go out and change it up. It's also about to be really nice out and everyone's going to want to be out day drinking. I know. That's like, I, I'm already there. Like, yeah, same. <laughs> I'm like, it's pouring outside, but like, same. But it's May, so. <laughs> I know, literally. Tomorrow it's going to be like 80 degrees. I'm like, I'm going to be at work in parentheses, like, quote unquote, like, you will not see me at my desk for more than No, that. liquid lunch. Uh, liquid all meals. Liquid <laughs> for all meals. <laughs> Okay. What is your favorite dating app? Um, so the only app I'm currently on is Raya. Um, but I wouldn't say like, that sounds like a birth control. It really does. Maybe that's how they got the name. Um, honest. I mean, I do work in like the pharmaceutical like research industry, so I'm going to have to look into this now. Um, No, I mean, to be honest, like dating apps have never really been my thing. Like I know people that have met their soulmates and, you know, people that are in happy relationships. I can just say openly, like, I don't find them to be, you know, beneficial for me. I think that's like a lot of it's like window shopping and, you know, your head could be turned weird in a picture and that's the only impression that someone will get of you. Mm. Um, I'm all about organically meeting people, whether you're getting set up or, you know, you meet at a party or a bar, whatever it is. Like, I like that. I'm, I'm an old school, like romantic person. I'm technology dating. Eh, no. So how do you like manifest those situations where you like end up at the right place at the right time, the right dude? I don't. <laughs> so I'm, I don't know. Can someone tell me? <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe phone a friend. Like, can someone let me know? I mean, 
honestly, like the circle I run in in New York, like I do have to say, like I go out and I see the same people all the time. So I always am open-minded when, you know, someone from, you know, my job or an old friend, like I haven't seen in so long, like invites me to like a party and whatnot. Cause then you get to see and experience completely different people. Um, you know, I'm trying to be more of like a yes person when it comes to just like, you know, maybe making myself not uncomfortable, but putting myself in a situation I wouldn't typically be like, oh my God, I want to go hang out with a bunch of strangers. Yeah. So how can we do that? Like if we're someone who is like more of an introvert and we're like trying to like find someone, like what are the things that you do to like be like, okay, I want to, you know, get out of my comfort zone. Like what are the kind of, how do you talk yourself into it? I think you have to want to get out of your comfort zone because if you're just like complacent in the situation you're in, you're never going to force yourself. I think that it takes, you know, maybe just being single for a long time or like some bad experiences or being lazy and you have to just want it in your mind. And like you could be introverted, but you still have to push yourself because if you want, you know, to be, if you want to date someone, if you want to be in a relationship, that's not going to happen if you just like sit in your home and, you, and you, you're not social. You know, I would say like be comfortable being uncomfortable mm-hmm. because if you don't take those types of risks and, you know, go to that party or, you know, talk to a stranger, whatever it may be, like you don't know what you could be missing out on. Yeah. You're like blocking yourself from the potential. Yeah. And we're all like our own worst enemy. We all get in our own way. Like we all tell ourselves the worst things about ourselves because we are our hardest critic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are our largest critic. You know, we, we convince ourselves of things that aren't even realities. Yeah. So you just have to really be present and also shift, try to shift your mindset. Like if you want to go out and date, okay, do it. Hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Cause I feel like so many people like they, it's like, they're not willing to do the work and it's like, you can't, you kind of have to find that balance between you can't like force yourself into meeting someone or force yourself into a relationship, but you also do need to take some action. I completely agree. I think that you need to take action. You need to take initiative. Mm -hmm. Nothing meaningful happens without putting work into it. Totally. And relationships are work. I mean, you're yeah. married, like marriage is, is work. That's totally. a partnership. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. It's work, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like that, that's a real thing. Yeah. So I think that, you know, trying to also for something with someone is something, I mean, I've done it in the past. I know many, many, many people listening probably can relate to this what is supposed to happen, like who is supposed to be in your life, like they will. And when someone like someone shows you who they are, believe them and take their word. Like that is, that is who they are. So true. So tell us a little bit about your dating history that wound up turning into a podcast and this venture of yours. Yes. This wild ride I've been on. Um, I was definitely a late bloomer. I didn't have my first boyfriend until college. Like I was always boy crazy, but I was super insecure like as a kid. So when I went to college, that was like my first time really, you know, dating. Um, I dated someone my senior year for quite some time who stayed in my life. Um, Didn't end up, you know, ultimately working out because of distance and timing. Um, and then I moved back to New York city after college and dated a lot, lots of fling, lots of fun. I think I was still really caught up on my ex-boyfriend because 
I genuinely thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with him. Um, and then I met someone in, in New York and we only dated for a few months. It was a very short relationship. But I think that I always, and I can say this now, I think I had it in my mind that I knew everything about men just because I have a brother and I have a lot of you know male cousins and just in guy friends. So I, I thought I got it all. Mm-hmm. And I was so wrong. I was in this short relationship dating someone, got dumped out of the blue, did not see the red flags, did not see any of it coming. Mm-hmm. And I totally lost myself in the relationship. Like I was this independent girl before, like dating, doing her thing. And I think I was so keen on moving on from my ex that I forced something that ultimately obviously didn't work out. Um, And I was really upset. Like it was an ego thing. I can say that like it hurt like shit when someone dumps you, like everyone can relate to that. Mm -hmm. And um, I can't, but (laughs) you're perfect. No one's ever broken (laughs) up with you. (laughs) It's, but even if you're the one breaking up with the other person, like it all sucks, but it It all sucks. It all, it sucks most for the receiving end. Yeah. Um, And so like a few months went by and I just like totally was like, I need something for myself. And I have all these questions about dating because clearly I do not know shit about it. Like I didn't see anything coming to me, you know, like what's wrong. So started just like asking my guy friends and girlfriends questions about, you know, their experiences and, you know, the shit that we all talk about and think about, but we don't actually make it like public conversations. Yeah. Um, and so I started just interviewing, you know, people uh, for a hobby, you know, it was, it was really enjoyable and, um, it took off and, and now it's amazing. I, I've had the opportunity to learn and interview people that I never would have had the opportunity before, including yourself. Yay. Oh, I love it. Well, so let's go back to where you said, like when you were dating this guy, you feel like you lost yourself. So do you feel like you have refound yourself and what were the steps that it took to get there? Completely. Yeah. I, I definitely, I mean, it's a journey continuing to find yourself, but I think that having something for myself really, it gave me additional Mm self-worth and it made me, um, really feel like I had something for my own that, you know, no one could take it away. It wasn't like a relationship. Someone could break up with you. Right. It's like, I'm doing this show because I want to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think also through interviewing different people and getting different perspectives, you know, interviewing authors of books that I've read a million times. I, I mean, it just was eye opening. And it's like, I think the lessons I've learned from the people I've interviewed have truly helped me mature and grow as a person, Mm. Um, you know, which is really, really incredible to be able to say that. And even like just the connection that you've made and the conversations that you've had in learning that you're not the only one felt this way. And like, there's whole oh, yeah. books written about this shit. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not alone. And, no, no. People are going through hell and back and people are confused and they don't know why they're not getting asked out and they don't know why they're getting not asked out on the second date. And, you know, there's so much of the unknown. And I think that we put so much pressure on ourselves. And so, you know, why not talk about it? Why not explore those, those topics that, like I said, like we all think about and we just mm-hmm. not like airing it out, you know, in the public. Totally. So what would you say is like the most like eye opening or like perception shifting thing that you've learned about dating since you started the podcast? I know this is going to sound silly because it's like when I think back to it, like it is silly, but every time I felt something in my gut when it comes to dating, it's always been right. Mm. But 
I wasn't ever trusting that feeling. Yeah. Like our intuition is real. Yeah. It is completely real. And so I would say that my biggest takeaway from everything is that what you feel is genuine. And if you feel a red flag, if you feel like someone isn't treating you well, if you feel like something's up, it's because it is and you feel it in your, in, in your gut and you need to address that. Like that's a real, a real thing. And do you think we need to know like right away, like we meet someone and we like go on the first few dates. It's like, do you think we need to know right away? Cause there's those people that are like, Oh, we just knew, like I knew no, I don't, I met him. I don't, yeah. I don't think like, I mean, I like the most recent guy that I have dated, I didn't like think anything of him for like a month. And, and yeah. that's, and that's not like an insult to him. I just, didn't see it and it took yeah. time and it, you have to like, you know, get to know someone and, totally. and there are people that they're like, Oh, I saw him or I saw her and I just knew right away. And, and that's really great. That's a movie that someone wrote. Yeah. <laughs> Reality, you know, maybe not so much. Yeah, totally. I knew my husband for like five or six years, I think even more before we started dating. So yeah. So clearly you can agree with that too. <laughs> <laughs> but funnily enough, like because we, well, we worked together and then we didn't start dating until after I had already left that company. But um, when I had my interview there, I like took the elevator up with him, <laughs> which is just kind of funny. Um, That's amazing. And he, he's like, he said that he like told the guy that's interviewing me, he's like, you should hire her. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, honestly, work romances are a thing and they are Really good and really, really bad. Oh, so 100%. You gotta be real cautious where you I'm Very check. cautious. Yes. Not my, the caution. <laughs> so it's not my only work romance, let me tell you. <laughs> Wait, I think there's like a stat, and I'm, again, I'm pulling a number out of my ass, but I think it could be legitimately right. I think it's like 80 something plus percent of people meet their significant others at work or like. Well, 70%. and it's, it makes sense. It's like you spend more time with those people than anyone else. And there's even that's that disturbing to think about, though. It's something like I tell people that things at work that I haven't even told myself. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, so true. And also you observe so much about people when you're like yeah. sitting next to them every day. Like yeah. it, it's wild. Like you really, you really get to know someone. I mean, you spend 50 hours a week with them. Yeah, that's a lot. So true. So what are your thoughts on like polarity in a relationship like the man like really assuming the masculine role and like paying for everything and like making the first move and um like how do we like balance that kind of like old school vibe with modern times without going like too far the other side I think that this is like a very interesting question and it's very large topic of conversation like right now especially in today's society um I I'm a firm believer that a man should make it known that he's interested in someone. I've also made the first move on people before. I don't think that there's one right or wrong way. Um, you know, I've dated men and I've split the bill with them. I do think initially though, like a man should treat on a first date, you know, first few yeah. dates. I think that that's something maybe that's just me being stuck in my way. I think when you get to a certain point in a relationship, there's nothing wrong with, you know, splitting the bill, whatever. I don't, it depends on people's financial situations also. Yeah. But I think like, as far as like power goes and like the alpha, you know, and the beta, I don't think that is like a thing anymore. Like yeah. women are alphas as well. And totally. a woman shouldn't have to soften herself for someone. 
um, you know, men shouldn't be intimidated by women making the first move. You know, I went out on a date with someone and I asked him on the second date Mm -hmm. and he said to me, he was like, I thought that was the hottest thing ever. Like, Oh, I love that. Yeah. Because like he was an adult and like, wasn't like some like little child who was like, Oh my God, I'm so scared. Like she's asking me out. She wants to marry me. Like, no, it was chill. Mm, I love that. And I think that like, yeah, you just kind of need to like be real. Like, yeah. Like there's I, don't know, I feel like there's bullshit. also like the balance of like being real, but then also acting from a place of like realness versus a place of fear. Cause there's like oh, yeah. that girl who's like, I'm just going to text them like a million times. And oh no, no, no. Like, don't do that. <laughs> Don't, don't send paragraphs. Like that no is paragraph. the, that is the worst thing. Also, I think that like texting is a huge issue with dating because yeah. people lose their shit over text and you can't understand someone's tonality by a text message. Yeah. And like, I mean, there's just so many miscommunications and misunderstandings because it's a text message. Yeah. So I think that like people need to pick up the phone and like, I know that sounds old school, but like you can talk on the phone. That's okay. I love a voice note idea. Maybe we need to create a dating app where you can only send like 30 second voice notes. Yeah. But like that could be really creepy. Cause I, what know, if I was just going to say, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know if I would want that. Like I would need to no. no. but like at the same time, it's like, okay, you go on a first date with someone and they're like, Hey, this is what I sound like. Like yeah. you would, would want to know that before probably. Yeah. Like, sorry. Can you just send me a quick, um, sample of your voice? Before yeah. Oh my God. hundred like, percent. Totally, yeah. like, is he an asshole? Is he like smiling when he talks? Is he, you kind of wanted to get the real like sense of the vibe. I know, but people are such bullshitters in the beginning oh, of dating. So like true. they're on their, they're on their best behavior as they should be. You know, yeah. like if you're a douchebag right up front, then like, you know, that was a really fun date. Have a good life. Yeah. But I, I feel like that- it takes like a good six months to actually get- know someone. Yeah. Like minimum. I honestly think it's like a year and a half. I think that it's a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> people can be one way and another, but I truly believe when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them. Believe them. So let's talk about that. When do you know that it's like time to go? Like if you've been, even if it's been like a long time in a relationship, like what have you like learned about kind of just like standing in your own power and like releasing something without questioning it? So again, I think it goes back to the gut feeling. Like you know if you're with someone and you don't want to be. Like if you rather be hanging out with your friends than being with that person, if you don't want to like go on dates, if like you're with them and you argue, you know, I think that people try to turn their cheek sometimes and act like, oh, everything's fine because they're comfortable and they don't want to have the idea of like being single and alone because people are frightened by that, even though it's empowering and amazing. Mm. I think that like if you in your heart of hearts, like, no, this isn't right. Like it is a really, it's a hard, it's not easy ending something with someone. Yeah. Um, you know, in a past relationship, like it took me a few months to actually like muster up the courage, but I was like, I, my happiness was disappearing because of someone, you know, like yeah. I didn't want to be around them. It was like toxic energy. Mm-hmm. So as hard as it is like to put your foot down, like, it's like life is way too short to waste time on someone you know it's not the person you want to be with. Like, mm-hmm. what's the point? Yeah, so true. And like, 
in a relationship or when you're trying to like manifest a relationship, I think it's important to like always like know your core values and like how, what are the ways that like I want to be treated. And then that way it's like an easy identifier of like, okay, if these things aren't being met, then what the fuck's the point? Exactly. And you know, I think people need to also like really instill that they have standards for themselves. Like you should never let treat and like anyone treat you badly. Like that's the bottom line. But if, if you're feeling like insecure in a relationship also, I think that's a huge sign that like something is up. Like you, you know it in your heart though. Yeah. hundred percent. So when we're like looking for a guy where like, even if you're in a relationship and you want things to like change and shift, what are your thoughts on like the whole, like writing a list of what you want? I love writing lists. I don't think lists should be shared a lot of the times. Yeah. I, you know, I think that it's therapeutic. Um, I think that if you're, if you need things to change, like make that list so you know, but like you need to sit down and have healthy communication with someone. I don't think reading a legitimate list is going to like make the other person feel good. It's like, okay, you literally wrote a list of all the shit that you want to change about me. Like, yeah. Like that's not a good feeling, but to go into that conversation and be open to communicating and not being afraid to, and not necessarily insult them, but like you're taking that effort to say to them, these are the things I want to change because I do want to work things out. Like I want to be with you. So it's, I think it's all about how you, how you say things. Totally. And I know like when I, I made a list. But it wasn't like things I wanted to change. It was like, this is how I want to feel in my relationship. And then I started like making myself feel that way. Yeah. And then when I started making myself feel that way, he kind of like up leveled and started treating me that way. It's like you, you manifest the way that people treat you. Um, and yeah, like I would definitely not share that with him. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, but I remember but like opening up, but even like you said, like having a conversation being like, Hey, like, yeah, I mean, I'm really wishing like I felt more, um, honored or more supported or right. you know, having that conversation, but also not letting them know that you're like doing witchcraft behind their back. Exactly. Like I'm doing a voodoo spell on you right now. <laughs> like you don't even know what's good, but like shit is happening. I'm putting magical spells on you and you're going to change. Like, I nope, that is, <laughs> that is <good. laughs> no, I mean, I agree. Like how you, per- how you perceive yourself is how others perceive you. Right. Yeah. So if you walk with your head down when you're walking and you just like, you're not engaging with the world, people are yeah. going to not even look at you. And if they do, they're going to look, oh, this, that person looks down in the dumps. Yeah. Like I'm all about like, and you actually were one of the first people to install this in me is like, what you put out there is what you will actually get. And it's yeah. true. Yeah. Like, and sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it takes a really long time, but eventually like the good things will come back. It's yeah. all about that positive energy. Totally. hundred percent. So with your podcast, what would you say is like the wildest interview you've had or like one of the craziest topics that like kind of blew your mind? Um, I interviewed, um, an anonymous seeking arrangement, sugar baby. Oh my God. And it shook me. Like I felt like I was at like Barbara Walters, like 60 minutes, like, or like it was the most insane thing in the world because this girl's stories were like, I couldn't even believe half of them. And I also was very, you know, upset by some of the answers and I was able to challenge that, you know, she, you know 
this isn't, you know, it's to each their own. But, you know, I asked her, how do you feel about sleeping with a married man? Like, doesn't that make you feel bad about yourself? And she said, you know, I think something along the lines of like, no, I don't feel bad. Like their wife is, you know, the emotional one. I'm just the physical one. And so like, you know, that was eye-opening to me that people can think that way. That's what she actually believes. Yeah. And that like, you know, sex is, it's like a job. It's, you know, and listen, like I, I, I know crazy stories about sugar babies and people paying through college from, you know, sleeping with older men. And it's just wild to the extent that some people will go to. And it, it like shook me because like her stories were insane. Some of them were hilarious and some of them were just like downright disturbing. Oh God. But Tell us a funny one. Tell us definitely a good listen though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a funny one. I mean, like every comedian I've interviewed just like makes me pee my pants. Like yeah. Dan Soder, like his episode was just hilarious. Like just talking about like you know, his exes and whatnot. I think some of the funniest stories I interviewed, um, these two girls that have a podcast and they talked about like their like worst sex experiences. And this girl basically like had Taco Bell and this guy came over and I'm summarizing it quickly, but like they did anal and she like shit all over him. Oh my God. It was hilarious. Like I, I couldn't, I could not breathe. Like I had to pause during the recording because I had tears pouring down my face. I was dying and they proceeded to see each other for like a while after that i'm like yo wow, this guy is, is sick dedication. that is that is that is something i don't know dedication is the right word <laughs> she must have had some oh. great shit oh literally literally yeah. so funny okay so everyone go listen to Melissa's yeah. podcast never a dull mo- moment um okay let's move into manic moments and manifesting where we talk about the last meltdown that we had and the last thing that we manifested i can go first um okay. i have been meltdown city this week because just like very random things have happened like clients that are like, can't afford their payments and like stuff like that, where it's like, could I really handle like one more little screw up? And I kind of have had this like mo money, mo problems mentality. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I kind of was letting it make me want to like, not get more clients or like not work as hard because I was like, well, the har- I had this like mentality of like, well, the harder I work, like the more clients I have, the more bullshit happens and it's just frustrating and I don't want to deal with it. And, um, I mean, my manifestation comes from that because I decided that that's no way to think and no way to act. And I kind of just have decided I'm embracing ease. Like, I feel like I've always, and I posted about this on Instagram today too. Like, I feel like I've always, um, prided myself in being very resourceful and being Mm -hmm. someone who can like figure shit out. And like, no matter what I can like reach my goals and I'll do whatever it takes to get there. And I feel like holding on to that belief has been a detriment because it's like, I've almost expected friction. Like I've been expecting it to be hard rather than being like things always, you know, rather than believing things always work out for me, things are always easy for me. Everything's in flow. So I've kind of been like reprogramming these beliefs and it's been wild and just random little opportunities that I never would have thought about have come in. And it's just kind of like making me realize like you can't, really put all your eggs in one basket and just like deciding like, okay, I'm not going to like let all my happiness, you know, rain on my business. And 
you know, if something great's not going on in my business, then it means that I'm not in a good mood. It's like, there's so many elements of my life and my business that are amazing. And I just need to be like open to the ease and the flow of everything coming together. I think that's so important because like, there's always going to be like challenging times, but like the good things will come if you manifest them. Totally. hundred percent. I just need to like not force and just like decide that it's going to be easy. Yeah. I've also been having some meltdowns as of late. Um, Some, I mean, a lot, like full blown. (laughs) All the meltdowns. All of the meltdowns have been happening. Um, I have recently ended things with someone Mm -hmm. who it's very complicated and messy. And um, I think like accepting that it's like over and it's my choice, like is hard because you know, when you care about someone, you want things to work. But like I've said, like, if you know in your gut, they're not going to work, like you have to just stop. Um, And I've just been like completely questioning myself, which is so not me. Like I've had such a good head on my shoulders and I've been able to see things clearly and my like judgment and my brain has just been kind of clouded and it's making, it made me feel like my happiness was based on this other person, mm-hmm. um, which is so shitty. It's such yeah. a bad feeling to have. And like, we've all experienced it before, but I really let it like consume me because this person is such a huge part of my life in a million other regards. And so like just feeling awful about that and letting that emotion like just take over me and like make me not want to do certain things, make me not be motivated. Like it, it, it really sucks. And after ending things, I just manifested that I would, you know, hopefully meet someone down the line that would treat me better and whatnot. And lo and behold, like I've been, you know, going on a few dates with someone who instantly like one date in treated me better than this person has. For oh, months. okay. Universe is like, girl, you made the right choice. Yeah. But it it's still like, you know, you have to trust it, even though like those meltdowns were like really hard and like soul shaking. Um, and like, you feel like you're mourning a death of someone when you end something yeah. with them. Yeah. Um, it's hard, but there are better things out there. Like when one door closes, like another does open and Hey, I'm not saying like the person that I've gone on those few dates with is going to be my husband or whatever, but it's shown me that I don't need another person to make me happy and people are capable of being good to others. Totally. Like even being like, okay, even if this isn't the guy, at least now I know that these certain qualities exist and that I wasn't like asking for too much and I deserve it. Right. Like I know what I deserve and I just was selling myself short, which was so not me, but you know what? It was me and I learned from it. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, I'm so excited for you. Thank you. All right, love. This has been a delight. You guys go check out Melissa's podcast. Um, Where can we find you online? You can find me on Instagram at Melissa Diamond. Um, You can DM me, email me there. Podcast is available wherever podcasts exist. So iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, I mean, Stitcher, there's a million of those places. So anywhere, just go search He Said What. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review and you will love it, I promise. You will love it. Thank you, Melissa, so much. And thank you guys for listening. Thank Everyone, you. go check out Melissa and we will catch you all next week. Bye, Thanks, guys. lady. 
Thank you so much for being a chill Chakra Girl and tuning in to Chakra Girl Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You can find more info on Chakras and on Amber Lee at thechakragirlco.com. And follow all the glam and grounded goodness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Chakra Girl Co. Amber Lee loves engaging with her listeners, so DM her anytime.